Heavenly Father, we want to bless your name. We want to thank you for another opportunity to have our meeting today. We pray that, Lord, today you will give us understanding. You enable us to appreciate your word. And I pray, Almighty and everlasting God, that you will help us to assimilate the purpose for which you came down to the earth. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. I'm going to read Luke chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. Inasmuch as many have taken in hand to set in order a narrative of those things which have been fulfilled among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things, from the very first to write to you an orderly account, most excellent Theophilus, that you may know the certainty of those things in which you were instructed. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. The Gospel of Luke was written by Luke to a certain fellow called Theophilus. But no one is sure if Theophilus was a person or a euphemism or a, a nickname for Christians generally. Because the name Theophilus, which is a Greek word, actually means lover of God or friend of God. And this would mean that he was a Christian. Or better still, it's something that can be applied to a Christian. But what we want to consider is the portion in verse 4 that says that he's writing this account so that he can make them to be certain of the things that they have already been instructed in. When we look at the world around us today and we see some of the challenges that face Christians and other people generally, we have situations in which many people are beginning to lose their faith. And so it is important that we revisit what we believe. Some people think that Christianity is something that you just get into because it's what you like. Some other people think that Christianity is something that will enable them to become very wealthy. Some other people think that Christianity is something that will enable them to have perfect conditions of life. But we must come to terms with the truth about Christianity. One of the crucial things about Christianity is that it is God's rescue plan for man. Christianity is the kindness of God towards man. All human beings are born sinners. And in the government of God, all sinners are going to be killed. Or put differently, all sinners are going to be judged by God and sentenced to hell forever. Men are sinners because of the sin of Adam. And so from the time we are born, we are born into sin. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So to rescue man from his judgment on sinners and the sin itself, God had to put in place a plan. Before now, that plan was limited to the nation of Israel. And what he gave them to do there was to kill an animal and shed the blood of that animal. What they would do would be to place their hands over the head of the animal. By doing that, they are transferring their sins on the animal. And then after transferring their sins on the animal, the animal is now guilty of sin and can be justifiably killed. And when the blood of the animal is spilled, the blood of a guilty person is what is being spilled. And then the guilty person is now free of sin and the animal has died in place of the guilty person. But when Jesus Christ came, he took the place of the animal sacrifices and became the sacrifice himself. Jesus Christ, the son of God, that is God himself, came down to the earth to take the place 
of an animal and die the death that we should have died as sinners. God placed the sins of the whole world on Jesus Christ. And when he was crucified on the cross and his blood was shed, it was the blood of a sinner that was sin. And so he was justifiably killed on account of sin of man. That's why Jesus said in John chapter 3 verse 16, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. So anyone who believes that what Jesus did on the cross will free him from sin and free him from the judgment of God upon sinners, that person has literally laid his hands on Jesus, has transferred his sin, and has accepted the gift of salvation. You don't need to pay money. You don't need to go and do anything. Just believe in Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. God's salvation is a free gift to man. Because of this free gift, man does not need to end up in hell. It is a choice that is given to all human beings. Whether you are a Christian or you are a Muslim or you are a Hindu or you are a Krishna, it doesn't matter. Even if you say you don't believe in God, it is a free gift given to all men. And that is why God has raised people to go around the world and tell this good news of his salvation offer to man. That it is available to all human beings. The Bible tells us in Titus chapter 2 verse 11 to 12. And it says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. So we see that God has sent his free gift to us, all men. And when a person accepts this gift of God, he must understand that he must now begin to live a righteous and godly life. He must stop living an ungodly life and must stop lusting after the things of the world. Otherwise, he is just going to be as if he did not receive the free gift of salvation in the first place. And the beauty of the salvation of God is that not only does he give you the salvation, he also gives you the grace to live righteously. Therefore, it is up to us to accept this gift of salvation and to live as God wants us to live. Unfortunately, as I said at the beginning, the way many people are living now, they are turning Christianity into something else. Christianity is the result of the death of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary for the salvation of mankind. Every Christian who is a product of that salvation is supposed to be a showcase, an exhibition to show the rest of the world that if you come to the salvation of Jesus Christ, your life can be like this a life of holiness, a life of righteousness. So it is important that we now understand what it is that God had put in place and why we must not allow it to go to waste. God has rescued us from the death by sin and his eternal judgment. We should not therefore damage what God has done by living contrary to God. Having been saved through the blood of Jesus Christ, we must make sure that we now are able to live in a way to tell the rest of the world that there is salvation indeed in Jesus Christ. And as such, we should be able to live in a manner that will make people say, this is the life I want to live. The Lord Jesus Christ said that we are the light of the world. And then he said, let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and glorify God. 
So we have a duty to the world to make sure that the light of God is shining through us unto them. This is God's challenge to you. It is God's challenge to me. And my prayer is that we will all live as God wants us to live and that men will see us and begin to run to the light of God. And if there is anyone who has yet to receive the salvation of God, let that person know today that this salvation is on offer to all men. Know that all you have to do is believe and accept Jesus Christ's death on the cross at Calvary as payment for your sins and you are free. If you are offered a gift, you have a choice either to accept it or to reject it. If you reject it, well, it's nobody's fault if you get the judgment of God. But if you accept it, then you receive eternal life. And you'll also receive the power to live right before God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for reminding us of your gift of salvation to mankind. As many as are yet to receive this gift of salvation, I pray that as a result of this message, their hearts will be stirred to receive the gift of salvation. As many as have already received the gift of salvation, I pray that we will now begin to live as ambassadors for Christ that we will indeed shine the light of the gospel and men will come to that light. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.